Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right, my friends. You've tuned in to the home of America's conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. It is a pleasure to be here, and I try to get to some of the things that I had hoped to get to yesterday. There's, of course, always things today. That's one of the dangers of just uh, having a bunch of stuff out there that I want to talk about. It backs up rather quickly because... Um, it's it's like jumping on a merry-go-round that's spinning at top speed, and um, you just got to jump on somewhere because the news cycle is so fast and so many things are going on. So we'll get to as much as we can today, try to catch up on a few things that I wanted to share and talk about um, over the past uh, couple of – some of them were from yesterday. There might be one or two even from, from last week. Email Todd at com, and it is good to – be here. I do want to start with something that um, just, I guess, to continue our <laughs> discussion on from yesterday's program. You know, yesterday we had shared with you that Joe Manchin, senator from the state of West Virginia, had come out and said he can't get on board with Build Back Better. Can't do it. It's a firm no, he says acting like he's all dejected as though he's at his wits end. And, and he may be, for all that we know. Um, but the White House, of course, fires back immediately, basically saying, uh, insinuating or maybe outright stating that Manchin did not negotiate in good faith. Yesterday, Manchin responds, <laughs> you know, this is just peculiar to me. This is a, this is bullying and intimidation is what this is. Now, whether or not it is effective is another thing altogether. Now, there's one thing to share share your thoughts and opinions, um, you know, even even strong disagreements. But this is designed. They've not given up on this thing yet. This this build back better nonsense that the left is pushing down our um, our throats here um, and trying to get past the American people, this massive, massive, expensive, out-of-control overreach of the federal government. Um, and, and, of course, have you, have you heard them mention, they got so upset when the request was made to for the CBO, Congressional Budget Office, to analyze what this, this bill would cost over 10 years, even though some of the measures in the bill were only temporary. Have we heard anyone actually go through and articulate um, like how we're going to stop these measures that are only supposed to be temporary? Does anyone believe for a millisecond that the measures that have been implemented by, uh, well, in this legislation, should it pass, um, well, just as it's written, pass or not, does anyone believe that it's the intent of today's Democrat Party to give a program, a new entitlement, a new handout to somebody, to some group of people, to some voters that they're trying to patronize and, and basically buy their votes? You know, hey, vote for me and I'll give you free stuff 
sort of thing. Um, is it any? Does anyone really believe <laughs> that that it's in, it's in their plan, right, to stop it? After X number of years, we're not going to go to 10. It's a hard and fast stop after three or whatever it is, three years, couple of years. Do we really believe that that's their intention and that is their plan? I mean, that's that's insulting to our intelligence. Of course, that is not their intention. I mean, how many things have actually been undone once we have uh, seen the federal government take on a new Entitlement. It doesn't matter how much money they lost that they lose. It could be, you know, leaking money like a sieve. Doesn't matter. They're going to continue to double and triple down on this anyway. So Mansion, the, the the narrative yesterday was Mansion was against this bill. There was some crying. There was some name calling. Um, the White House came out aggressively against Joe Mansion as well. I've got this clip from Charlemagne the God, which the so-called Charlemagne the God. He, he. This was before uh, this. This was, I think, maybe last Friday, and I'm I'm gonna hope to play that today. But he basically, well, he asked Kamala Harris, who's president, is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden? That's what he said, and so um, they don't, you know, when you when you back a leftist into a corner, and when you, um, I don't want to say this, when when you question question them and challenge their authority, oh, buddy, that's that's like uh, the fury of hell has been ignited. Because, look, these these radical leftist politicians, this is, look, they they take their role and position quite quite seriously. They don't they don't believe for a moment. Um, that they're not superior. They they fully believe, I should say, say that more correctly without the double negatives. They believe that they are superior to the rest of us dopes out there. The rest of us folks here in the heartland or flyover country, we're not sophisticated enough to understand how brilliant and wonderful these jokers are. So when Charlemagne uh, asked Kamala that, which we'll get to in due course today, um... I mean, that offended her sensibilities. I mean, at, at its core, at its core, liberalism ultimately is a feeling. Ooh, I don't like that. Let's make a law or let, let's start a program to do away with it. When, of course, it takes a lot more than some program or some writing on some piece of paper that everyone stands around and claps and applauds and everyone smiles for the camera. And people think, wow, that was so profound and so brilliant. And look at all the positive things that come from that. There's obviously a lot more than that stupid sort of superficial nonsense, but this is how the left acts. And on top of that, it's not just that it's ruled by emotion. One of the emotions, uh, candidly, is narcissism. I mean, you know how narcissistic you have to believe, you have to be to believe at your core that you hold the answers to any problem that exists in the world today. Any problem, it doesn't matter. Sea levels, you got it. Um, air quality, you got it. Um, equal pay for equal work, you got that problem figured out and no problem, right? To think that you can change, you can ch- you can change whatever it is societally in that that you don't like or that you find offensive or what have you is beyond insane to me. Now there are things that I see societally, culturally, politically that I don't 
agree with, but I I take a different approach than these jokers. I actually believe, and this is the point, the heart of what this Manchin versus Biden thing really is is about. Um, I get that there's nothing wrong with you know making points, and sometimes you got to be uh, you got to have to say some some tough things. But man, this is so this is beyond that. I mean, the, the names that they've called Mansion, to me, indicates there's no intention whatsoever to try to persuade this guy. It's to bully him. It's to humiliate him. It's to make him capitulate. Who is this guy? Right now you'll hear people start to criticize the state of West Virginia because, of course, it's not one of the blue states along the coast where all the elites live. They can't even possibly wrap their heads around the types of people that live in West Virginia or Indiana or Kentucky where the tornadoes hit, right? A couple of a week or was it a week or so ago uh, or so ago now, um, or Nebraska or Oklahoma. They they can't wrap their heads around this. These, these people that live in places like this, and by the way, I say this as a as a Hoosier as well. They think we are so just not even in the same universe as them. They've been to you know the the the, the creme de la creme. They are the creme de la creme. They've been at these uh, the best of the best colleges and universities and folks, I've studied with some of these folks and I can't tell you the amount of people that I didn't think had a clue had no idea how to think for themselves. They were masters not of learning and understanding material. Instead, they were masters of regurgitating what they were told without any filter whatsoever. They just repeat it. And if it feels, again, back to liberalism being an emotion, if it feels a certain way, then they say, hey, that's something I'm in favor of because it feels right. Right? Ooh, I don't like that. Let's make a law against that. Oh, I don't like that there's this condition. Let's throw money at it. Right? And you start taking that to the nth degree. You start taking that, especially when people suddenly say nothing costs anything. Everything's free. As Biden says, his stupid Build Back Better bill costs zero dollars. That's what he said. Paid for itself. Whatever that's even supposed to mean. It costs nothing, but it paid for itself. If it costs nothing, then what did we have to pay for? it? Was it free? I mean, this is beyond stupid to me. Anyway, I get what he's trying to say, but it's not an accurate depiction of, of reality. It costs money. It costs a heck of a lot of money. And it co- that the cost is absolutely relevant. And it's one of the things that Joe Manchin, Senator Manchin here, is upset about. So yesterday, Manchin says, I'm gonna, you know, I'm not happy with the staff at the White House. They're the jokers who caused this problem. I'm looking at a story here from Axios. It says Manchin blames White House staff for failed negotiations. Senator Joe Manchin. Democrat West Virginia. I bet when they type that D, uh, you know, the, the D for Democrat, they are just about to have a conniption because they cannot comprehend that a Democrat, a Democrat is actually the one who stopped this build back better BS from being being the law of the land. So says her Senator Joe Manchin on Monday blamed White House staff. For the breakdown in negotiations over President Biden's build back better agenda and double down on his commitment to tanking the bill. I he was on an interview um, with a West Virginia radio show host, Hoppy Kercheval. Um, I'm not gonna play the interview, but I'm just giving you some of the, the high points here. And basically what we learned was he didn't commit 
He didn't commit to getting behind a scaled-down version of the bill in the future, but he also didn't say he wouldn't. So that's still, as I said yesterday, don't don't be celebrating too early here because it's certainly possible that this thing um, comes back in 2022. Although, as I've said, it's interesting because the Democrats are going to want to pass this legislation to show their voters they're trying to we're trying to do something here. Republicans are getting in our way. Joe Manchin's out there, can't get things done because he's basically a Republican. This is what their you know basic narrative is. The problem is, a lot of fo- only forty one percent of Americans, according to an NBC or excuse me NPR uh, Marist poll, want this, support this legislation. So now they don't even have a popular piece of legislation. So they're kind of stuck here. The closer it gets to election, as I've said before, the the more problematic this thing. Uh, becomes to pass doesn't mean that they won't I'm just saying the more problems it creates for them down to the road or down the road Uh, Manchin said this to the uh, to Mr. Kurtzival on his interview radio interview he said I just got to the wits end I'm reading here from the Axios story he said uh, the White House staff drove some things and they put some things out that were absolutely inexcusable they know what it is the bottom line is I knew that we could not change. It was never going to change. So that basically what he's saying is the White House had no intention to negotiate. The White House was trying to force, intimidate, uh, blackmail, <laughs> pressure, not, not persuade. No, no, no. That's something I believe in. I believe in persuasion. This was, this was trying to get the guy uh, – there were all these leaks last week or the week before. Remember this? By, uh, Manchin doesn't want the child tax credit. That really upset Joe Manchin. He said, "I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying that. I just you know I don't know that we want to continue it or whatever." The the point is he's he got a dose of how it is to be a Republican in a sense and try to fight back against the narrative, which of course is carried by the complicit media. And there's no depth uh, depth to this. It's just allegations it's it's um calling mansion names and trying to pressure him into to capitulating and doing what the democrats want and it didn't work it didn't work and now there's tension and now you begin to wonder what's going to happen in 2022 does this kill this thing permanently can't i mean <laughs> i don't know but this was not handled very well by the powers uh the powers that be in the Democrat Party. It never should have gotten to this point. There was probably a way to find, um, a, you know, there was probably a way to pass this bill. But they didn't, they didn't look for it. They decided what they wanted, and they tried to push this guy, um, force him into doing it. And he didn't, to his credit. And I know Republicans are out there saying, Todd, don't over, you know, overly praise Manchin. I'm not. I know who he caucuses with. I know the sorts of things he believes in and all that. But the bottom line is, the bottom line is he's the only thing standing between this stupid, irresponsible, dangerous bill. You see some folks coming out and saying Manchin may have saved uh, America from a catastrophic economic set of circumstances by by refusing to sign on to this bill. Good. Good, good, good. Got to take a break, my friends. Plenty of more things to get to. Quick timeout is necessary. Sit tight. We're listening here to the home of conservative, not better talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. 
Welcome back, my friends. You know, by the way, yesterday, I want to share this really quickly. Um, just as, since I talked about it on this program over the past eh, past week or so. Um, yesterday, I had the good pleasure of going to Shepherd Community Center and um, watching the final phases of getting ready for the Christmas store. I posted some videos on Facebook um, if you want to see those. Uh, I think two videos, um, they're a couple minutes apiece, but just to see that, I mean, it's, it's remarkable. And I want to say to you, thank you for those who participated, um, in getting gifts to Shepherd Community. You would be quite impressed and quite pleased for how they're, um, how they do this. It's, it's an incredible operation and they, they do wonderful things. I am it's truly my honor to, to share with you um, just the good work that they do. So, just wanted to say thank you and share that with you. I did that yesterday. I was there for a couple of hours, and um, some folks are going to be blessed this Christmas because of generosity, uh, the generosity of uh, people in this part of the state, including um, – you and people like you. So I want to say thank you for that. And I know Shepard appreciates it very much as well. So let's <clears throat> shift gears. And I've, I've mentioned this. I mentioned this yesterday. I want to now play it today. This was from, I think it was from Friday. Um, Charlemagne, the God, had Kamala Harris on his program, Vice President Kamala Harris, in case you've forgotten, she will remind you in this clip that she's vice president as she's wagging her finger at Charlemagne here. Um, so he's got some show. I guess this is the show that's on Comedy Central. Um, I've tried it. I have, I think I've watched it three or four minutes. It's about two minutes and 58 seconds longer than I really wanted to. Um, but you know, I mean, it's it is what it is. This is his program, which I believe is called the God's Honest Truth. <laughs> you know, a radical leftist wouldn't know what truth was if it smacked him up the side of the head. Um, but I mean, look, I don't have any personal problems with with him or anything. But he's interviewing uh, Kamala Harris, and. I want to give you the context because you probably have seen part of this or maybe you've seen part of this, but you may not have seen the entire clip. And I'm going to play – well, it's not the entire clip because it's not everything that happened before this. This is about a minute versus, say, 20 or 30 seconds um, so you can get context of what's going on. He's asking questions. She's pulled up on, on camera here. He's sitting um, on in the studio on stage talking to her and – there's no responses. And so um, one of Kamala Harris's um, – trying to find her name because I know it, it's Simone. I can't think of her last name. I've seen her on different media outlets and so forth. She's, she's there as well. Sanders, Simone Sanders. And he asked a question. The question is, who's president – is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden? That's the question. And n there's no response. 
Um, Simone Sanders jumps in, and and the reason I'm the other reason I'm saying this to you is because I want to give you context because that part of this clip is going to be hard to hear because she's not mic'd up, but she basically she's saying, hey, we've got to <clears throat> we've got to wrap up. We can't continue, and so that's what's going on. <clears throat> and so Charlemagne makes some comment where he says they're acting like they can't hear me or some such thing. They can hear me. He asked the question again. For whatever reason, I guess Simone Sanders decided that they weren't, you know, he was pushing back enough to where they just weren't going to disconnect. And so she answers the question, uh, Kamala does, showing showing everyone on this planet who's paying any attention why she is single-handedly the most unlikable politician. I, I told Oz during the break, I think she has surpassed Hillary. Now, when you look at all of Hillary's past and just the wretched, just awful stuff that comes up, um, I do think that once people wrap their heads around that, Hillary probably moves into first place. But just based upon uh, just, well, what the left bases everything on, superficial, uh, superficiality of politics, the 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 mannerisms, the the attitude, the anger, the rage, the... Um, don't want to say uh, condescension that she has all that stuff wrapped up into Kamala Harris, and that's that's what that's what is there for the whole world to see. And so, anyway, that's what's going on in this clip. There's going to be a few seconds where you can hear some noise. I'm not gonna, uh, you can't tell what she's saying. It's when Simone Sanders is saying basically we've got to wrap up because, you know, whatever. I just want this to stop. I can't believe you're asking us if Joe Manchin's president. Whatever. I don't know what was running through her head, but that, I suspect, was up there. So, all that being said, 57 seconds. If it gets hard to hear for a few seconds, just remember that that's what's happening. But I want you to hear this exchange, and I want you to listen to Kamala. And when when I talk on here about how the power brokers in the Democrat Party are – befuddled as to what to do they've got a president with terrible approval numbers he people are chanting let's go brandon at football games <laughs> you name it i mean probably if, if you wanted to start a chant, well i don't want to give you ideas you probably had some of these and uh when we were in disney a few weeks ago i i made the comment i think if i started chanting let's go brandon I, there would be people that chimed in people on the bus maybe Maybe not, but I'm pretty confident that there were. I did not do that, by the way. Tempting though it may be. Um, you know, so they have this guy, terrible polling numbers. <clears throat> um, people think that he's got something. He's he's not qualified. He's not, um, his, his mental abilities are not strong enough for him to be president of the United States making decisions. Um and then they look, and their, their number two is, is Kamala, who's supposed to be – this was supposed to be her opportunity. She didn't have any – she's not done anything, right? I mean, the one thing she's supposed to be doing, figuring out, you know, immigration, illegal immigration, She, I mean, she doesn't even know which border. She goes to, closer to Canada than she goes uh, to Mexico most times. And she is just – she doesn't do anything. There's tensions there. There's – Former staff that have come out and said things. It's a mess is my point. Absolute unmitigated disaster and mess. And she was supposed to be the next 
you know, the, the, the person that would replace Biden. Maybe she runs in 2024. I know some people think Biden won't get that far. She was going to be, you know, moved in sooner. Whatever the plan or, you know, strategies or options were, they don't have any right now is my point. And this clip, I think, summarizes that quite, uh, quite well. So here it is, Charlemagne interviewing Kamala Harris. And just listen to this debacle. Here it is. And who's the superhero that's going to speak against Joe Manchin? No. I want to know who's the real president of this country. Is it, Bi- is it Joe Biden or Joe Manchin? I'm sorry. I just want to interrupt, and I don't think the vice president can hear you. It's Simone. I'm so sorry, Charlie. We have to she, rap. She can hear me. <laughs> can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me, Madam okay, Vice President? Oh, I'm sorry. You got to rap. Oh. So I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. They're acting like they can't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you. Oh, so who's the I real? So who's the real president of this country? Is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden? Buckle up, Madam Vice President. Come on, Charlemagne. I really. Come on. I, it's Joe Biden. I can't no, tell. No, no, sometimes. no, 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 no. It's Joe Biden, and don't start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he's president. Do you think Joe Manchin and, is and a problem? Joe, and it's Joe Biden. And it's Joe Biden. And I'm Vice President. And my name is Kamala Harris. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It is uh, I, so awful. It's the finger point. I mean, just the attitude. I'm vice president, and my name is Kamala Harris. Uh, okay, <laughs> what is wrong with these people? Of course, he knows your name. It, look, he's on their side, by the way. Now, granted, he doesn't think they're going far enough left, and he's mad at them for those reasons. And there's a lot of people. There's a smaller number of people who believe that than believe what you believe, which is this nonsense is taking America way too far. Charlemagne wants to take us further, and truth be known, Kamala does too, but she's offended, right? She's supposed to be the anointed, the selected, the you know the the ruling class. How dare you ask if it's Joe Manchin or Joe Biden who is president? Even if you're on my side, how dare you do that? That is disrespectful. How dare you approach this throne <laughs> with such a bold question? I'm my name is Kamala Harris. I'm the vice president of the United States. Charlemagne, you're starting to sound like a Republican. Now she was insinuating there that because Charlemagne asked who's president, uh, he, he was she was insinuating that he was effectively saying what Republicans say when they say that Biden really didn't win the election, which of course is not what he was saying. He's just saying, hey. I thought, isn't Biden supposed to be president? Why is Manchin running the show? Now, granted, Charlemagne's wrong on a bazillion levels here because the president, um, inept though he is, and the vice president, radical and unlikable and condescending and so many other things, though she is, um, they, this is, I mean, this is a role of government. Biden, the vice president, the president, they don't, pass legislation i mean you could say it's biden it's supposed to be his party as president he's supposed to be the leader how's he not bringing everyone on board well it sounds like because they didn't handle it properly they didn't they didn't meet manchin where he was they were closer instead to where aoc and rashida talib and ilan omar and some of the other radicals were in in congress instead of where manchin was and they paid for it they paid for it but he's, 
he's not right. I mean, it's not like wrong to ask the question. He's trying to make a point. Why is Joe Biden not leading through this? Um, but Kamala takes it very personally, as the left does, because, again, government is God, and they are effectively, in their minds, the high priests uh, overseeing the the government. It is, their, it is their religion, and this is blasphemous to them. And so she has to start wagging her finger at Charlemagne. This is, by the way, if Biden was getting interviewed, Biden would say, if you ask me that question, Charlemagne, you ain't black. <laughs> I mean, this is the kind of stuff Biden does. He did that to Charlemagne back before the election, as you'll remember, when he said, if you vote for Trump and not me in this election, you ain't black. So leave it to Biden, leave it to the left, leave it to the radicals to be condescending and, um, well, to do what they do. It's right here for anybody who wants to see it. This is the problem. This right here summarizes the problem in today's, well, ideologically there's massive problems, but from an electoral perspective, this is why. This right here is a synopsis of why the power brokers in the Democrat Party are terrified of their options because, candidly, when it comes to candidates, they do not have any. They do not have any. And I've got to take a break, my friends. Sit tight. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. By the way... Biden is going to be out there today talking about how he's going to save us uh, from Omicron, the latest uh, what the latest variant of COVID nineteen. You know, I just read something last night that said, "What is this?" Oh no, I know it was the New York Times. I'm looking here. I've forgotten about this. New York Times sent something out last night about 7 o'clock. Breaking news. Everything's breaking news. Omicron is now the most common variant among new COVID cases in the U.S., accounting for nearly three-quarters of new infections, the CDC says. Which, look, I'm at a point where I I know that you get in trouble for saying this, but I, these, I don't think they have... The amount of things they've told us that has been incorrect, wrong, confusing, I, I don't even want to go through it. I just, I have no idea. I'm just being honest with you. I don't know if I, what I think about this. I, this is what they're saying. But I also, I, I'm trying to reconcile this with something I saw. I never watched the, the evening news, but Sunday, the local news. Sunday night, I was up late and I watched. It came on after, I don't know what it was, came on after maybe a football game for all I know, came on, and one of the lead stories was Indiana, which is, of course, you know, you may be listening wherever you're listening. I'm in Indiana. Uh, by the way, Hoosier, that's someone that lives in Indiana, if you didn't know that, if you're not from here. Anyhow, um, the news just Sunday night was that the first Omicron-confirmed case in Indiana was discovered. Indiana was one of the I forget what the anchor said, one of the six or seven states that had yet to have a confirmed case of Omicron. Now now they're telling me, telling us, I mean literally just a day later, that three-quarters – now it says new infection, so maybe – I don't know. And I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying this is – who knows? Who knows what the world um, is, is going on here? But Biden's going to be out there talking about – Later today, giving a speech on how 
Um, he's going to save us from from COVID nineteen. This was something tweeted out over uh, over the weekend. Kelly O'Donnell, NBC News, she tweeted this out, and it says, "Screens refreshing. President Biden will deliver a speech Tuesday on this new phase of the pandemic." On the status of the country's fight against COVID-19 as the country sees rising cases amid the growing Omicron variant, President Biden will announce new steps the administration is taking to help communities in need of assistance. i tell you what we need. We need Biden to quit figuring out ways to try to help us because that doesn't seem to do anything but hurt us. Anyway, while also issuing a stark warning of what the winter will look like for Americans that choose to remain unvaccinated. Uh, The president, continues here, is expected to go beyond his already unveiled winter plan with additional measures. Aides stress the uh, administration is prepared for rising case levels, and the president intends to explain how his team will, quote, respond to this challenge. Now, my question is, I thought Biden had a plan. I thought when we elected him, well, whatever you think about that. I thought whenever he was named president <laughs> that he was going to come in. I mean, I'm just this is what they told us. He was going to come in and fix everything Trump had done wrong and stop this in its tracks, right? That's what he's going to do. Back in July, talking about independence from the virus, now we're talking about a, a winner of death for the unvaccinated. Now, I have... <laughs> I wish that... <laughs> I wish that the government would be as consistent as we've been on here. They, I, I have said if you, if you feel like, if you think vaccination is what you should do, then I don't, that's, that's your decision. If you think that if you've had a previous infection, which by the way, I've seen, you know, the Israel study that says it's either, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen two different numbers. It's between 13 and 28 times more effective to have a previous infection of COVID as far as it pertains to being protected from another case of COVID, 13 to 28 times more effective, depending upon who you ask to interpret the data, I guess, but uh, then just getting the vaccine, right? And again, there's just so many things wrong with this. I mean, if I can give it, if someone who's not vaccinated can give it to someone who's vaccinated, then if I'm vaccinated, and someone, that same person comes by me, I mean, that stands the reason that I could still get it. Are they telling me now I can't transmit it? I mean, none of this stuff, none of this stuff makes any sense. It's all panic. And again, I'm not, I, I, if you think you should get it, if you don't think, these are your decisions. But the reaction from the government is just, ah, right? Panic, despair, winner of death. I don't know. I, I've known people that have, uh, that have passed away from it. I've known people who have had serious, comp- you know, they weren't good for a while. Most of the people I know have um, had very mild cases or they were fatigued and tired for a while. It's gone through our house and that's how it affected us. It doesn't mean how it'll affect you. I don't understand a lot of this stuff. I also know that, I also know people that have had problems from the vaccine. Even doctors tell them that was caused from the vaccine. I mean, myocarditis, healthy young person that never had it before got the vaccine. I mean, look, I don't want to go into it. This is people's personal stuff, but this is not as cut and dry as they would have you believe. But what is cut and dry is what Biden says he was going to do, which is going to come in on a silver white horse. I guess it'd be a white horse and save us from all the disaster that Trump had caused. 
ending COVID, stopping it right in its tracks. Of course, nothing remotely close to that has happened, and they're blaming everybody else. We're too stupid. And Jinsaki, Jinsaki says Biden won't even take questions after tomorrow, which is classic Biden. Quick time out, my friends. Back here in just a minute. my friends. So I'm going to play this really quickly. You know, Biden's going to talk about um, the next phase of COVID or whatever here, which again, I'm not, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not trying to minimize or I, I just, we've been through this. I mean, I just, I'm kind of, I just, I'm, I'm over a little bit of the theatrics and the politics of this. I've been over that a long time. Anyway, so, but he's not going to answer answer any questions. He's not going to answer any questions, which seems relevant. It seems to me that people should have questions about what's going on, what the government's going to be doing and all that, especially when they say winner of death. But this is Jen Psaki as she's leaving the podium uh, yesterday and, you know, talking about whether or not Biden is going to answer questions. Listen to this exchange. Might, might we hear directly from the president about what happened yesterday? I, I think you will hear from him on how we're going to get the agenda done. Will he take questions? Take he takes questions. questions multiple times a week, so depends on what you ask. Depends on what you ask. He takes questions multiple times a week. First of all, I, I don't buy that. I feel like Biden has been hiding since he was in his basement back during the campaign. He takes questions multiple times a week. Depends on what you ask. Sums it up perfectly for the... <laughs> For the way that they look at this, he'll a- he'll answer the questions that we have written down that you've submitted to us, and if you're a reporter that's on the list, we'll we'll make sure he answers it. Otherwise, pfft, we don't care about you. Quick time out, my friends. Back in a minute. All right, my friends. That unfortunately is all of the time that we have today. Again, just tune in. Biden's going to tell you later today um, everything he's doing. I just, again, the, the hypocrisy, the double standard. He blamed Trump. He said if 220, back in the campaign, if 220,000 people die from a disease while you're president, you should you should stop being president. So I guess we should wait for Biden's resignation. Look, again, as I've said, I'm not blaming all this on, on Biden. I think, again, we've been consistent with that. But I am saying... He hasn't been consistent with himself, making excuses for everything. I've got to go, folks. Have a wonderful day. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.